What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to The Happy Hour with Nick Sainert and Enrique alvarez Clary. When I gave you the cookie, I heard very clearly, I don't think about you, Schmidt. Why would I think about you? Because we're friends. We're not animals. We're men. The only time a man is allowed to think about another man is when that man is Jay Cutler. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Hour number one of The Happy Hour... Or the one o'clock hour, I should say, of the happy hour. Right yep. here on 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Nick and Rico hanging out with you guys as usual. 402-464-5685. The Honda Lincoln Hotline and the Starter Heyman text line are open for you guys the entire show today. I'd uh, love to hear your thoughts on the variety of topics that we got. We, we're going to touch on all three sports here. Um, men's basketball, football, and volleyball. In this hour. First, let's go ahead and start with a little bit of Husker volleyball discussion. Um, because we we were unable to get to them and talk about them yesterday. Yes. When the previous evening, they knocked off, and, and I should say held off, rather. Yeah. Number 21, Kentucky. Now, it was a nail-biter. Kentucky, it was, as you mentioned, a nail-biter. And, and especially in the third set, it got really interesting. Because Kentucky comes in, takes the third set... And then it was like, oh, no, Nebraska. I found myself going, don't lose this set. Do not. Because then you're talking about a clear momentum shift. Nebraska won the first two sets, Mm -hmm. Kentucky. And despite Nebraska being at home, Kentucky, if they would have won the next two sets, that makes for a very anxious and nerve-wracking fifth set. But thankfully, Nebraska, who is starting to get into their gauntlet of the schedule, right? Big yes. Ten Big Ten play is about, you know, is on the horizon. Ohio it's just State conference play. So oh, that's, oh, yeah. Ohio State comes to town on Friday and they're currently ranked, I believe, twenty first in the country now with the new AP pool. Nebraska is moved up to uh, number two behind number one Wisconsin in the AP pool this week. Who got pushed. Yes. Or no, who pushed Florida. So the 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 thing yes or not yesterday, the the night that Nebraska played Kentucky is that there were obviously multiple volleyball matches going on around the country, but two in particular saw ranked home teams in Louisville and Florida yeah. 
take 2-0 leads against the teams that they were playing. Louisville was playing Stanford, had a 2-0 lead, and Florida was playing Wisconsin. Louisville went on, both of those teams went on to lose in five sets, reverse sweep action for Stanford over Louisville and Wisconsin over Florida. So in the in the media room before, we're sitting there and, and you know, just talking about the reverse sweeps that had happened earlier in the day, and we're like, you know, hopefully Nebraska is able to take care of business. And, and as soon as they lost that third set, we're up in media row looking at each other like, is this about to happen? Yeah. Because you mentioned it. The the crowd at the Bob was loud and raucous and and rolling. And Kentucky wasn't able to find their groove offensively, hitting somewhere or, you know under two hundred for the first two sets. And then in that third set, just exploded. They hit like four hundred and just took the crowd almost completely out of it. Outside of a couple of plays here and there for Nebraska, and I, the set was going back and forth. But I don't think Nebraska led. At all or for a very short period of time during that third set. And Kentucky just almost took all of the wind out of the Devaney crowd. But then that fourth set, going back and forth, you had a, an epic, what was it, 72-second rally mm-hmm. between the teams that just had the, had you know, the Kentucky fans that are sitting behind uh, Media Row, which, shout out to Kentucky. I want to say they traveled the best out of any of the teams so far, outside of Creighton, who's just down the road. I want to say Kentucky traveled the best out of any of the, te- of the other any of the other teams that have come to the Devaney this season, but they were loud and they were excited for for the Wildcats. But during after that seventy two second rally, um, the entire Bob just on their feet, clapping, crowd excited, and uh, Harper Murray after the fact uh, in in the post game presser was saying that she's glad that Kentucky challenged it because everybody on the court needed a breather. Because mm-hmm. it was just, it was crazy. And you could tell about halfway through that they were getting some heavy legs and they were getting a little tired. The The jumping for, for uh, kills wasn't exactly the same height or the same explosiveness as it was earlier in the, in the, in the rally. So it was an, it was an epic time during that 72 seconds, but um, Nebraska, very scrappy play, a lot of long points that they ended up winning. I think they won all of the, the longer points during that entire match. But again, that third set, Kentucky, despite only having two wins on the season, is a really good team. They had a gauntlet of a schedule early. And um, as John said, if, if, uh, after the game in the, in the post-match uh, presser, he wouldn't be surprised if they're competing for the SEC title. Well, so one thing I do, I mean, as you mentioned, Rico, Kentucky went through a gauntlet of a schedule. And Nebraska, that's going to be a similar story with, with Ohio State this this Friday. Um, Ohio State, their record on paper, 3-6 and six overall. But since, let's see, what date would this have been? September 1st. So in this month of September, they went into September. They're on a six-match losing streak. Um, they've played number 11 Georgia Tech twice. They've lost both of those. They lost against Stanford. They lost against number 6 Oregon. Lost against number 6 Texas at the time. And then lost also against number 18 Baylor. So they have lost their six losses have all come to top 18 opponents in the top 25. Uh, At one point, Ohio State was actually ranked ninth. They were in the top 10 of the AVCA uh, top 25 poll. But, uh, you know, obviously six losses are going to knock you back a, a few spots. Nebraska, as we mentioned, one of six Big Ten teams to be ranked in the top 25 uh, this week as of Monday. Uh, Wisconsin comes in at number one. Nebraska at number two. Nebraska 
actually received two first place votes as well uh, in Monday's poll. Other Big Ten teams uh, in the in the top twenty five. Minnesota comes in at twelve. Penn State comes in at fifteenth. Purdue at nineteenth. And then, as we mentioned, Ohio State at twenty first. So Nebraska's next two matches: twenty first and twelve. And twelve State, Minnesota. Exactly. So Nebraska, they started out with a couple. I don't want to call them cakewalks, but easy warm up games. I should say matches, they, if you will. They were, and that's a big reason why Nebraska, you know, had swept every opponent. And their their first set that was lost was against Creighton, I believe. Mm-hmm. They've only lost three sets. And so, when you look at just the differences, maybe in schedules. And this is absolutely not a knock on Nebraska, and it hasn't hurt them necessarily in rankings and and in uh, in res- national respect this season. But Nebraska somewhat started out with a little bit of an easier schedule. While you see a Kentucky play play six or seven ranked teams in a row and have a two and five record, you see now Ohio State play six te- ranked teams in a row and obviously have that three and six record. Nebraska, for the matter. Played a really good Creighton team who were out one of their better players. They were missing one of their better players. They end up beating Creighton in four sets at the Bob Devaney Sports Center. And then now this last week, they go on the road. They win in four sets at Stanford, number five Stanford, that is. Mm-hmm. They then follow that up with a top 25 victory at home against the Kentucky Wildcats. So for for the record, obviously, Nebraska, who is and 9-0 this year, They've been challenged in the games that they have been challenged. They've answered the call, and they've uh, certainly looked dominant and looked like a top-five team in the country. So you would expect them to be able to uh, keep that thing going here. And if you remember last year, Ohio State, um, I believe, came into the Bob and beat Nebraska. I could be wrong on that. I do remember that Ohio State, very good last year, made it to the Elite Eight. Um, But this Ohio State team, completely different. They lost five starters to the transfer portal in the offseason mm-hmm. because with and this this happened to a lot of teams and this is probably going to be something that Nebraska is going to have to deal with at the end of the season with the covid players being able to stay an extra year they had a roster that was full at the end of the season mm-hmm. well they had a really good recruiting class coming in and they weren't going to tell those girls that they couldn't come in so they needed to find five spots for them Five starters left, including their All-American, Mac Pedraza. Of the five players that left, Janesha Moore, Gabby Gonzalez, Adria Powell, Kylie Murr, uh, and Mac Pedraza, um, all leaving Ohio State this last season. So that's th- this team that's coming in right now is is different. They're still a really good team, still ranked in the top 25, but they are in the midst of a youth movement a little bit different than what Nebraska is going through where Nebraska has extremely talented um, young athletes, but is still very um, not, not senior heavy because they don't have any seniors, but ex- ex- well, experienced experienced. In playing, Yeah. They're experienced in playing volleyball, just maybe not at the college level, I should say, uh, because we know they have that international experience that they can back it up on. Now, one thing I would also add, just going back to 2022, Nebraska beat Ohio state at home in five sets when Nebraska traveled to Columbus, Ohio last year, mm-hmm. Ohio State beat the Huskers in four sets. Uh, so that's something to also keep an eye on. Uh, Sten chimes in on the text line, 464-5685 on the Sutter Heyman text line, and, said, and mentions a good point. Stanford went on to beat, at the time, number 2 Louisville mm-hmm. on the road after Nebraska went to uh, Palo Alto and beat Stanford last week. One of the now, reverse sweeps. and Exactly. And so that was part of a, a big shift in, in college volleyball as the number two, number two team in the country, Louisville, lost. They fell out 
of that spot. And then number three, as Rico mentioned at the top of the segment, number one, Wisconsin went on the road to Florida, the former school of Merritt Beeson, who currently plays for the Nebraska Cornhuskers, who was Big Ten Player of the Week as well uh, in the conference when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Wisconsin beats uh, Florida on the road in the swamp. And so Florida moves out at number three as well. So that allowed Nebraska to slide in there at, at number two. Um, Wisconsin, by the way, who's also 9-0 and this year, their first conference game is going to be against Northwestern on the road. They they open it up with maybe a little bit of a lighter schedule Wisconsin in the, in the took, conference. Wisconsin took Northwestern's best player, Temi thomas Ilara. Um, and she's their starting one of their starting outside hitters this season. So Northwestern down their mm-hmm. best. She, her first conference game, she gets to face her old team. So Wisconsin, they started out. I, I should say, I mean, they played a couple ranked teams in non-conference play. Uh, nobody really high, highly ranked other than the number three, the number three team at the time, the Florida Gators, uh, who we just talked about as they beat them on Sunday. They've been pushed to five a couple times. They have been, but now Wisconsin. They will start out with a little bit of a lighter load in conference play than maybe the Huskers do. Uh, they, they face Northwestern, who's unranked, Indiana, who's unranked. They'll travel to Ohio State, mm-hmm. um, but then it's Michigan, Iowa, Illinois, Rutgers, Maryland. Their first, so I mean, up until October 18th, Ohio State will be, as of right now, the only ranked conference team that they'll play. I'm pretty sure Nebraska only plays ranked teams in conference to start this, to start their mm-hmm. conference play. It's the Big Ten is a fantastic it's volleyball a conference, it, and even with a Northwestern and an Iowa and a Michigan, those are still going. They're still going to push Wisconsin. But I mean, when you look at Wisconsin, you look at the roster that they have, you look at the talent mm-hmm. that they've assembled, and regardless of the fact that they've been pushed to five multiple times against, you know, uh, Florida, but uh, maybe I think it was like two unranked teams pushed them to five as well. Um, despite that, they are probably the most talented team in the nation. They're number one for a reason. They have all but two. First place votes for a reason. That is yeah. a very good Wisconsin team that has has women who would start on every other team in the nation on their bench because mm-hmm. of how much talent they have. Similar to Nebraska, though, for that matter as yeah. well. So very similar. Nebraska, uh, as we talked about, they'll they'll open up with with quite a gauntlet. Minnesota, Purdue, uh, Indiana after Ohio State, and so you have. Uh, let's see. It's it's two home games against Ohio State and Minnesota, who are top top twenty five teams. Purdue's a top twenty team. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll face them on the road in uh, West Lafayette, and then it's Indiana, Michigan State, Michigan, Michigan State again. Before towards the end of the year, though, Nebraska. I mean, welcome back to the Big Ten volleyball. I mean, because you have uh, in a stretch 
of just a couple of weeks. It's Wisconsin, Penn State, uh, Wisconsin again, Minnesota, Penn State again. So, I mean, you're talking about just in the span of a couple weeks with other decent programs mixed in there. Mm-hmm. I mean, some 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 really difficult tests for you. It's a good way to uh, test yourself right before uh, the NCAA tournament gets upon you. But oh. uh, to just really quick uh, injury update for uh, Nebraska volleyball. Yeah. Lainey Choboy has not practiced yet. John Cook isn't sure when she'll be back. Um, I think she was supposed to practice today, but he wasn't sure. And then Lindsey Krause did practice today, but he wasn't sure how much she practiced. Um, Lainey Choboy nursing an injury that she suffered against Stanford, just a collision on the court. Yep. And uh, Lindsey Krause, in an, uh, she got rear-ended on O Street. And uh, John Cook kind of went on a long rant after the well, game. He also talked to an LPD sergeant yeah. as well about the safety of driving on O Street and and how crazy some folks can be out there. Um, He's not a fan of O Street, with, but we're right here on O Street. What's, what's crazy about Lainey also that maybe we haven't discussed, she stayed in the game. Yeah. Like, she stayed in the match, mm-hmm. and she finished it out, although... Uh, it definitely looked awkward, and and she was not a hundred percent. Don't really know um, what her injury is, but yeah. Augie asked this on the text line. We'll have to get to this here uh, before the break, and we'll get to Big Ten basketball and Nebraska football mm-hmm. in the second segment. But I thought we we both thought it was important that we mentioned Husker volleyball as they knocked off number twenty one at the time, Kentucky, on Sunday. Augie said this. How do you think conference realignment will affect volleyball and other sports? I mean, specifically hmm. for volleyball. You're you're just adding fuel to the fire in in this case because UCLA is really good at volleyball. They're gonna add they're gonna add themselves to it. USC, USC similar. No slouch. You're Oregon talking about big top, markets. Oregon's there a top go. fifteen team year in yep. and year out. Washington's pretty pretty uh, uh, solid as well. I mean, you, like you said, other sports. Look at softball. Yeah, Washington, Oregon, US, UCLA. UCLA. Like that's just exactly. ridiculous. Women's basketball is the same way. Men's basketball. Like everybody talks about football and all this, but you look at the other sports: USC, UCLA, Washington, and and Oregon being added mm-hmm. is just going to make the Big Ten that much more of a power conference in every single sport. Exactly. So no, looking forward. I mean, it's only hopefully. Uh, I think what all Big Ten schools and institutions, and it's come. To, I mean. How how enjoyable is it for for Nebraska fans sitting here and from their perspective when you have a program like Nebraska volleyball that is in such stable hands that it, which is John Cook and 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 you know that the dynasty is going to be alive and well for multiple years that it's hey bring it on bring on that those 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 top end you know top end of the uh, mm-hmm. of the of the of the market teams Let's get it because. We believe we're still better, and Nebraska's been competing, obviously, at a national uh, national level as well. And I, I just want to go to a I think track meet out so- in Oregon. Softball and baseball is really going to be interesting because will will the Big Ten Conference eventually, you know, institute early season conference games so that Nebraska can go out to UCLA and play? Uh, why not a series? Can they go out to USC and play a four game set? Same with softball, um, rather. Then really having to go play non-conference games in Arizona, play non-conference games in Florida, non-conference uh, games in Texas. The, I, I think they'll still hold on. They'll to still some of those hold tournaments. on to those, but you'll have conference games that then you're not trying to cram everything towards the back end mm-hmm. in all these colder weather states yeah. and sites, uh, you know, and such. So you might have a lot of uh, a lot of the Big Ten teams going on road trips yep. out to the West Coast to start off the to conference the new Big play. Ten teams. Even even, you know, you'll keep those early season tournaments out in California, Texas, Arizona, Florida. But then early season exactly. conference play, you know, you'll find yourself out at Washington and Oregon and USC and UCLA. Exactly. 
So, all right, let's get to break. When we come back, let's uh, dive into a little Husker basketball, Husker men's basketball uh, specifically because their conference schedule got released. We'll we'll just kind of give folks a refresher on who they're playing in non-con because uh, there are a couple intriguing matchups outside of just the one that is a staple in the, against the Creighton Blue Jays who come to Lincoln this year uh, into Pinnacle Bank Arena. But there's a couple other uh, really f- intriguing matchups that Nebraska is going to have in the non-conference. And then we'll fill you in on the uh, conference schedule because people are forgetting this. We are 10 days away from opening night with the Husker Hoops uh, here at Pinnacle Bank Arena. Who's it, and then, I believe so. Somebody I'd never heard of. I don't know who that is. But uh, so we're 10 days away from that as that is uh, going on on September 29th. And then a month from that day on October 29th, it's the home opener against Doan for Nebraska men's basketball at Pinnacle Bank Arena. So we'll talk about that. And then also Marcus Satterfield talked uh, to the to the media today, gave a little bit of insight on Jeff Sims, gave insight on Heinrich Harburg, uh, what Nebraska is going to do with the running back room going forward. We'll touch on all those things. Give us uh, give you guys our thoughts as well. We want to hear yours. 464-5685, the Honda Lincoln Hotline, the Starter Heyman text line. The happy hour continues next. Follow Nick and Enrique on Twitter at Nick underscore Sainert and at Radio Rico AC. More of Happy Hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.